Hello and welcome to the GoldenAgeHorror.com podcast. This week we're going to talk about Dario Argento's Suspiria. Please check out the website www.goldenagehorror.com for more information. Andrew, Dario Argento's Suspiria. Yes. Does this have the greatest soundtrack of any movie ever made? I don't know. Probably not. No, I don't think so. It does have the goblin song Witch in it, though. It does. Witch! I like that part. Like that's that's going to that's gonna sound so good in people's ears, I hope. Witch! Yeah. I like that part a lot. <laughs> it's really good. And there's... Actually, Goblin does a great job in the whole soundtrack, I think. I think. Yeah, it fits the... Well, I mean, what is it? The director's bad? I thought it was, although oh. they talk, like in this article I'm reading like right now about Suspiria, they talk like he's not his band. Oh. But I don't really buy that. I'm going to go by my prior knowledge. Oh, I guess, I guess they have their own bands. Oh. I've been wrong all these years. So there you go. Not quite. But, you know, they're Italian. Yeah, sure. And so he picked them intentionally. I, I would say that probably the only people I've misled about um, Goblin are probably you and them, the people we watched Suspiria with. Yeah. So uh, it's really no harm, no foul in the situation. No, right. It's just to remember it, so now we'll just tell everyone you meet that he doesn't know shit about Goblin. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> this guy, you know, he doesn't really... He pretends he likes Goblin, but he doesn't really know about him. I can't, I can't see how that would hurt me too much. You don't see how it's going to come back to butt you later Ex- on in life. I can just, I can just literally pretend like I don't know what you're talking about. And I'll, I'll come out better in that situation. <laughs> I guess I don't know shit about Goblin. <laughs> what is this guy talking about? <laughs> Goblin? Who's that? <laughs> Some like Italian, like prog band? I don't know. Yeah, no, I was. That's that's the kind of thing you don't say, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Did that know too much? <laughs> so, um, Suspiria, which is, um, I'm going to say it's light on plot. Yeah. Although there is plot. It, the plot is which it just it just sort of takes a yeah okay I'll let you finish okay that's the plot pretty much yep it, the plot just sort of takes a background to uh, what what color the scene is at the time yeah but um so Jessica Harper she of Phantom of the Paradise fame she plays Phoenix in Phantom of the Paradise and Susie Banyan in um, Suspiria she has arrived in Germany to enroll in a dance academy. Um, she gets there. No one's being cooperative. There's a witch. Not obviously. Not obviously, but there's a witch. And people keep dying in weird ways. Although, does she even really know that? I'm not even sure. No, I don't think so. She doesn't really even seem to run across the murders. Um, and then eventually she discovers that there's a witch somehow. Well, there's like a big info dump at like a university. Yeah, she like goes somewhere and Udo Kier comes out and starts talking to her about witches. He just goes on and on and on and on. Oh, no, my God. Like, he's like, witches, you know? And then another guy comes out <laughs> and tells her more about witches. And then uh, having successfully dumped the information on us, and on, on Susie, she goes back and kills the witch. It's back. We go back to back to the colors. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're, I'm jo- we're joking about the colors, but the colors are, like, the best part of this movie. Like, it's just so, the movie is so visually striking and unique. It's, it's, that's, that's really the reason to watch it. Yeah. It's an Argento thing. Like even even his late his his late period movies. Like I watched his Dracula movie recently or last year ish, and it was uh, as visually striking. Although unfortunately, I think he relied a lot more on computers. Yeah. Like this is this movie. Suspiria is in Technicolor, and the Technicolor process 
and Argento's particular technique is what gives it that color. Like it's the it's the emulsion or whatever of the uh, of the of the film. Yeah. Sure. I don't know what you mean. I don't know what technicolor is exactly. It's it's just the coloring process. They this is like one of the this is has to be like one of the last technicolor movies. It's it was a color process they used for film. Okay. Basically, in the old days, the olden days, olden times. Before they could just, I don't know, film in color or whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it, I would. Like, maybe this was. I would imagine this was filmed in color, but. Yeah, I don't know. Doctor X was the Technicolor. Do you remember that? It was all green and stuff. A little, yeah. It was not very much not like regular colors. A lot of. Hard colors, yeah, yeah. Like, like a, if you go up and down that roji biv, it's like a hard roji biv. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, doesn't but, uh, doesn't mess with those middle colors at all. No, uh, Suspiria's got some great murder death type scenes. Oh, <laughs> had some great ones. Don't you agree? No, you don't agree. The first couple are right. The what barbed about wi- the barbed wire one? That's 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 the best one. Ridiculous! <laughs> it is ridiculous. No, so what about the barbed wire one? Makes it more ridiculous. Than okay, the lady so who hangs herself somehow that thing? Um, because she got hung. Obviously. Okay. What well, the other one, the other lady got tricked into jumping into a room full of razor wire. Right. Okay, but like that's like. And that's to that's 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 just where your your uh, ability to suspend disbelief just ends. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's your limit. Well, it was like that. <laughs> that, like five minute long process of like trying to get your butter knife to open the door. <laughs> it's like that that lock was never gonna get unlocked. Obviously, because he wanted to climb out the window and go into the butter the uh, butter knife the uh, razor wire. <laughs> Might as well have been a pile of butter knives. <laughs> and we should just roll around for a while. You're right. You're right, Andrew. No, you're right. This this movie that was which the prominent plot device is a dance academy that has been created to feed an ancient witch monster. Yeah, but the, mo- the most unbelievable thing about it is that someone would fill a room with razor wire. It's all about context, you know. It's all about context. In this yeah. case, the context is a school, a dance hall, a dance school created to feed an evil witch. Correct. Now I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine places more likely to be filled with rooms with razor wire. I mean, they're probably very few, <laughs> but it's just a very bizarre and convoluted possibly way to someone. Possibly a razor wire factory of some kind. Yeah. But I don't think they would just have it. Actually, I feel like a razor wire factory would have it way safer than this. They wouldn't just have like they would just leave leave it in piles. Like, oh, time to punch out, and they just throw up, throw it in a pile. We'll get to that tomorrow. <laughs> well, that kind of sounds realistic. <laughs> you, you know a bit about the razor wire. What are you saying about like the work ethic of people in razor wire factories? Nothing about them in particular, but I have had jobs before, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. But usually not involving razor wire. Sure. You don't just leave that in piles lying around. So another thing I didn't realize is this is actually a based on a a uh, mm, prose poem by Thomas De Quincey. Like a long prose poem or just like a... a I quickie? have not read it, so I can't speak to it really. Oh. Uh, some cri- according to this, I'm literally reading a quote out of Wikipedia. Okay. Some critics consider De Quincey's *Suspiria de Profundis* the supreme prose fantasy of English literature. Oh, okay. So it's probably a long one. 
Yeah. Oh, right, pros. Of course, it's probably wrong. <laughs> well, I actually know I'm not really familiar with De Quincey. He's actually on my list of books to take out from the library. Okay. But I wasn't going to take this one, I don't think. Why not? I didn't even know it existed. I guess I'll just see what they have in the library and probably go from there. Did you know this was part of a trilogy? I did know that. I have not seen the other two. Did I know you? the I know the second one is supposed to be pretty good, and the third one is supposed to be bad. Neither of them scored very well. Well, if, well, none of I don't think ever Dario. Maybe this one, but most of Dario Gentis movies are pretty badly uh, critically received. Oh, okay. Because um, there's some issues with dialogue and character that he has, and he, that he doesn't have it. He doesn't really. They're not. <laughs> He's more of an impressionist, Andrew. He's not. He's not interested in. We're not. This is an F. Scott Fitzgerald here. Okay. These are movies about murderous witches, rooms full of razor wire, and primary <laughs> colors. Sure. You take. I mean, this. This. I. I just. I mean, I dislike the whole idea that movies have to be about things. Things with characters. They. The characters have to be well rounded, and they have to act sensibly, and. Um. The films have to be mostly literal. Yeah, the movies have to. I mean, movies have to be literal, and I just dislike that whole concept because there's really no reason for any of that to be um, gospel. No, it's know? just it's the most simply consumable way. Right. Although I mean, this and it, I guess taking movies the other way as some sort of symbolism, symbolist or impressionist movies, I can see why that would be hard to digest for some people. But but then again, I don't think Suspiria is a hard movie for people to digest, unless no. they're squeamish. Right. But it's not it's not like so challenge it's not like so challenging. No, it's not. Yeah, it's it's, it's more just, like you would you would miss. It's just very easy to miss what he's going for. Yeah, I suppose you're just like all oh, this colors, and you're like, all right. He's just he's just trying to evoke them something though, you know. Right. It's not like. Yeah. It's. It's the average viewer is like, it's probably easier for them to go, okay, yeah, colors and stuff, you know? Yeah. Rather than like, as opposed to something like, you know, 2001, which yeah. is like, just like, why is this guy sitting in a bed staring at a big <laughs> bar? I'm confused. And why is he an old man now? I mean, colors and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Colors and stuff. Colors and stuff. Yeah. White, white and black. Contrast. Yeah. Yeah, so it's more like the like the, the impressionism that at least in this film is it it doesn't doesn't detract from like like missing it doesn't actually like make you not realize what's happening in the movie. Right. So in that way it's pretty like accessible. Like I want to like I you can whether I realize like she's rolling in green razor wire or not, I can still see that she's rolling razor wire. Right, right, but the the fact that the room is blue and uh, lit by an unearthly green light, and then the razor wire is picking up is this, is has that same greenish color to it, and yeah. her face is her face is like this this um, twisted pink color. Yeah, that's all meaningful. It's is it? I, I assume it's, so. It's, I don't do know if it's it. meaning. It is it might not be meaningful, but it, I, you're right. It is definitely intentional. Yeah, and I think he's just trying to create a powerful image. Right. Rather than rather, he's not trying to say something about. Uh, I'm, I'm again just talking for my own butt here, but 
he's not trying to say something about you know the fragility of human existence i think he's just trying to make a cool room you know yeah well that's what i mean i mean like not means like you know you're gonna write a massive essay about what it means not the capital m means more just like it was intentionally colored that way right it's more like when i watch a movie like generally what i want to see is cool stuff yeah i mean and my definition of cool stuff isn't always the same as everyone else's but like you're wa- i mean it's a visual medium i'm watching something i want to see interesting things and like not always i mean i th- this movie is like a collection of interesting things like it, it not only from all the colors which we've talked about a little bit but the and and the elaborate murder sequences but also like the set design is incredible yeah uh i want to live in this this dance academy well, I mean, you can. There's probably room. Mm. Oh. A couple, a couple of students just got murdered. Uh, yeah. Well, let me let me latch on up to the mother of tears. Let's suckle out those teats. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, she's those are probably dead too. She, oh well. She, she she did die. Well, she's in two more movies, unless it's a different witch. It's the three mothers. It's probably three oh three witches. mothers. Okay. So is it like the crone and the, the other two there? The maiden, the maiden, and the the other one. There's, I have no idea. Is that the the three? Uh, mm, those Macbeth ones, yeah, but it's it's a Celtic uh, thingamajig, triple goddess. Although maybe that's is that like a new? It's so I guess it's from Robert Graves, so it's just complete gibberish. But that's fine. Robert Graves is like um, a mythologist, yeah, and who who wrote a lot of I'm doing uh, crazy backwards air quotes here history books. Okay, but they're all like. I think his most famous book is *The White Goddess*, and he just sort of—he's one of those people who like synthesizes on the back of on the back of Fraser has synthesized this um, mythology, which is like this, and his idea is that they're all tied together from from ancient time, from ancient uh, pagan type religions to Christianity to also incorporating modern occult movements and things like that. He's created this sort of unifying theory of, of mythology. And it's a very common thing, especially in the first half of the 20th century for people to do. Yeah. And, but I mean, it examined like with a cold sc- scholastic eye, it's just gibberish, but they're super fun to read. Oh, <laughs> so, and, and, and Graves is like a really impressive stylist as a writer. So worth reading his books, even if, you know, you're not really learning anything. You can still, it still gives you stuff you can say at parties or whatever, or to people. Used to be really impressive. Yeah, you could like I could just like I just pulled that triple goddess stuff out of my head. Yeah, I'd be like I usually usually when I go to parties, I just talk about Goblin all day. Well, <laughs> I try to do that because obviously I don't know much about Goblin. No, you couldn't. You'd be like, oh, I think Dario Argento is the lead guitarist in that band. <laughs> so now, if anyone's listening to this, they might be thinking, you guys go to the coolest parties ever. Sounds and, right. you're, and you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Parties are all about Dario Argento's bands and Robert Graves' <laughs> fictions. <laughs> He's not actually in. Correct. Can, you just, can I just never live that down? No, I mean, I just got, you got to learn. Is this, is this going to be a, a, a Marley-esque yoke around my neck for all eternity? Probably not. Probably be gone but in like 20 minutes. Well, everyone will have forgotten about it. 
I just don't want to die and have that on my tombstone. I, I mean, that's that's in, inevitable at this point. <laughs> but you like the, it's gonna. <laughs> but the years leading up to your death, no one will mention it. It won't come up. <laughs> Made it, it'll, Matt Pavlakwa <laughs> made a mistake once. <laughs> I feel like that should. That's probably already someone's tombstone. Once, <laughs> Andrew, one mistake. Is it? Uh, it'd be better if the mistake was like a spe- spelling error on your tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, made a mistake once. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. So this, I mean, so now I, I do have to go watch the other two Suspiria movies. I mean, the other two are which Academy, uh, Mother and, of Tears movies, and Mother of Darkness and Mother of Tears. I don't know. I believe it's well. One of them is Inferno. Inferno and the Mother of Tears. In, and the Mother of Tears. Okay. I don't, I don't own them or have easy access to them, but at some point I will see them. Oh, another thing to know about this movie? Yeah. Um, it should have Italian subtitles. I don't know if it has subtitles, but it should. Okay, well, I'll write that, we'll write that down in a letter to Dario Argento. We should. Um, C.O. Opera. It's kind of like you get, you get used to it if you don't look too hard, but it gets kind of distracting at first. Like, it's some, it's some of the characters I think are way worse than others. Some people, like myself, are not bothered by dubbing. Oh, I'm, I get intentionally bothered by dubbing. I, if, I could tell. I mean, the, I, if the voice like doesn't look right, like if it doesn't look like it belongs in that body, it, it weirds me out. See, I, I watch and I say, "Oh, I'm watching a Dario Argento movie or a Lucio Fucci movie." I got lucky because one of the, the woman who bothered me the most got like murdered at the very beginning. <laughs> yes, you got lucky. <laughs> she did not. <laughs> well, she's a character in the movie, so you know. Yeah, she is. I, I will cry no tears for her <laughs> and her poor dubbing. Like I watched um It's weird when it def- if like if it has the option of the original language on the thing that would ever default to the English dub. Yep. Like that happened to me when I watched Let the Right One In, and I was like, Oh no, I can't do this, and. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it'll work. And then, like, the first time I saw someone's mouth, I'm like, that's not the words coming out of their mouth. <laughs> and I had to immediately change it. Also, you yeah. know, probably just sounds better coming out of the original actors. And they made an American, like, version of that anyway for dumb Americans who couldn't watch a foreign movie. I've never seen the American one, have you? No. I mean... It's supposed to be not bad. Yeah, but I mean... I mean, I've already seen the movie, though, so I guess I'm not right. going to Right, yeah, <laughs> you've seen the movie. Why would you need to see it again? But, like, the version is... You see, like, the movie that's really good, or the version of the movie, it's supposed to be not bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Um, so, actually, on, this, on that subject, they're supposedly remaking Suspiria. Yeah, that's what I saw, too. Uh, although, they have been, that's been in the works for, like, I've been hearing about that for a while. I don't know where it's at. I didn't really look it up. I probably should have looked it up in advance of recording this, but... Um, I, 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 feel, I feel like last time I saw it, when I was reading it, like, it got canceled. Oh, good, okay. Well... Yeah, good. I guess. I guess I don't really care if they remake it or not. But it doesn't really get rid of the old one. No, it doesn't. It doesn't change anything about the old one, really. Maybe more people will watch the old one. Yeah. Also, maybe the new one will be kind of good. It could be. Yep. There's no reason to assume it wouldn't be. Just generally speaking, I just you know don't even bother with remakes. But no, I mean not if like um, the first one is good. Yeah. Right. Well, I, even if the first one is bad, I'm also probably not going to see the remake. 
<laughs> I mean, what if the remake's good? I, well, I will have probably missed it. Yeah. Like, I recently watched a... Um, there's this show called Review that's like a remake of this New Zealander show. Uh-huh. And it's really good. Like, it's super good. The remake is? Yeah, the American remake of it. And the other one was bad? I've never seen it, but, like... Okay. I don't know if it has, like... If it, could, if it goes for just, like, you know... Because the concept is, like, the guy's, like, reviewing... Like, he gets, like, you know, emails or whatever about, like, hey, what would it be like to eat 30 pancakes or rob someone or be a racist? That kind of stuff. And he goes out and he does those things and reviews them. That sounds kind of familiar. But there's also, like, this kind of, like, plot through line. So it's not just, like, an episode-to-episode thing. Like, it, it, the show very much treats it like it's, like... You know, he's a real person. Mm-hmm. And, like, his life goes on between each of these episodes, and each of these things affects him. It's super cool. I think, uh, yeah, okay. This is I didn't know that was a remake. Yeah, it is. I, I've never seen it, but it, the guy was on... Um, it's and, uh, Andy Daly. Yeah, George Jesse Go talked about it a while ago. I think it mostly stars Andy Daly and James Urbaniak. Okay, James Urbaniak. I can, I can be on James Urbaniak. Did you see the new Venture Brothers trailer? I did. Yeah. I think I need to watch the, there was like a one I missed I think. All that in Gargantua 2? Yeah that's the one. Yeah that's pretty good. I want. I should watch it. Is it's it like, free? Is it free anywhere you think? I don't know I bought it it was like $3. Uh, okay maybe I'll nah, $3 is a lot though. <laughs> $3. I can, well Andrew I can rent Deathgasm for $6. <laughs> what a steal. <laughs> It's like 40 minutes long. Yeah, Deathgasm is like an hour and a half. Deathgasm is like two Gargantua 2s. It is. Wait, what? Let's reflect on that. What? I'm reading the, the Wikipedia for Let Me In. It's like, they say there in terms of keep the plot similar, yet make it more accessible to a wider audience. Well, I, I mean, the movie, there was like barely any plot to the original, right? Like, it wasn't much of a plot. Just like a, some stuff happened and then yeah. Vampire. There's a vampire. Yeah, it was just like, it was very like, it was kind of like, it, it was evocative in a different way, you know? It was it like a was very nice. slow burn vampire movie. It's like, this girl's a vampire. There you go. Right. And it's, yeah. I mean, I liked it an awful lot. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. Oh, good news, Andrew. What? Metalocalypse is on Hulu Plus. I've never actually seen Metalocalypse. Oh, what are you doing tonight? You want to come over and watch uh, 14 hours of Metalocalypse with me? I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to watch Metalocalypse though. I think I've seen a couple of it. I think I think I might have seen the first season back when Netflix had like, hey, let's have one episode of all these Cartoon Network shows. That was, that's weird. They used to have like one season of everything and then they like stopped. Yeah, I think at some point Hulu picked up like all of Cartoon Network's library. Well, that's good because I just... All right, we should probably end the podcast rather than get into Metalocalypse. Okay, let's end the podcast, then we can get back to Metalocalypse. So thanks for listening to the GoldenAgeHarry.com podcast. Visit our website for more information, articles, and show notes. First ebook is on Amazon. It's called All Godless Here. If you liked our podcast, you can leave us a rating or review on iTunes. If you don't want to miss an episode, join our mailing list at our website. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash AllGodlessHere. Follow me on Twitter at the Water Method. Andrew is at Pizza Pranks. Also find him www.pizzapranks.com. 
It is a pizza and uh, pranks-themed website. Our theme music is the Swan Lake Dub by Dubology. Next week, we're talking about something. A horror movie. Probably. Uh, thanks for listening. The website is www.goldenhr.com. Andrew, can you give me one more witch for posterity? Witch. Great. That's great. Thanks. <laughs> I got right up in that one. Yeah.